Welcome to the Salem Fields Community Church Podcast of the Weekly Message. We hope that you find this podcast personally helpful, and we also encourage you to share the subscription link found at salemfields.com podcast with your friends that might be able to use some practical advice and encouragement. Okay, today we begin a new series. Now let me tell you about series. If you miss one of these, uh, you can. they all kind of stand alone, but for, for today and for the next four weeks, we're in a series. And what's it called? You got it. Hashtag Jesus. Hashtag we need hope. Right? Well, you know, uh, whoa, I don't know what happened over there. Anyway, um, I I get distracted easily. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) You know, everybody has an opinion about who Jesus is. So I was walking, I went to the grocery store with Buddy, and he doesn't like me to go with him very well because it always costs about twice as much. Uh, Because I throw things in there. But I was walking down the magazine uh, rack, you know, and it's a huge magazine rack over at Food Lion near our place. And uh, something caught my eye. Three magazines, here they are, uh, were on the magazine rack. I'll tell you what, you just can't keep Jesus away, can you? I mean, you can even go to late night. I watch late night and I hear the name of Jesus there. I mean, probably not in the way I would use his name, but... (laughs) You know what? You just can't hold him back. You can't keep him back. There was National Geographic. So I took these magazines out and I put them on the floor and I was taking pictures of them. And uh, then Buddy came behind me and scared me to death. I could have, I could have bopped him. But anyway, uh, everybody seems to have an opinion of who Jesus is. Now, how many of you know the band U2 and Bono? Anybody? Okay, listen to what he has to say. I look to the scriptures for poetic truth, um, as well as the sort of historical stuff I'm I'm, I'm interested in. And of course, there was a historical Jesus. No, I'm talking about God. Oh, right. Well, I see the the person of Christ is my way to understand uh, God. Do you pray? Yes. To whom or what do you pray? To Christ. To Christ. And, And what do you pray for? I pray to get to know um, the will of God, because then the prayers have more chance of coming true. I mean, that's the thing about prayer, isn't it? I mean, we don't do it in a very lofty way in our family. It's just a bunch of us on the bed, usually. We have a very big bed in our house. And all our, we've prayed with all our kids. We, we you know, we just, we, we read the scriptures, we pray. It's not even regular. Sometimes if we go to church on a Sunday, we go when the church has ended and we'll just go in on our own as a family. For peace and quiet. And For peace and quiet. And we'll pray usually about people that we know who are struggling with something, um, illness so, so, or so whatever. So then what or who was Jesus as far as you're concerned? I think it's, the, it's a defining question for a Christian is who was Christ. And, and I don't think you're let off easily by saying a great thinker or a great philosopher or, you know, because actually he went round saying he was the Messiah. That's why he was crucified. He was crucified because he said he was the son of God. So he either, in my view, was the son of God or he was not. No, no, nuts. Nuts, yes. Forget rock and roll messianic complexes. This is like, I mean, Charlie Manson type delirium and I find it hard to accept that all the millions and millions of lives half the earth 
for 2,000 years have been touched, have felt their lives touched and inspired by some nutter. I just, I don't believe it. I, I so therefore it follows that you believe he was divine. Yes. And therefore it follows that you believe that he rose physically from the dead. Yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm no problem with miracles. <laughs> Living around them. I am one. So, so when you pray then, you pray to Jesus. Yes. The risen Jesus. Yes. And you believe that he made promises which will come true. Yes. <laughs> I get a kick out of that interviewer every time. <laughs> what, what, what are you saying, Bono? And you know what? Every single one of us get to answer that question as well. He's either the son of God, who he says he is, or he's a nutter. <laughs> he's nuts. And even today, people are trying to answer that question. Who is Jesus? So over the next four weeks, including today and then the next four weeks, we're going to look at not what culture says or not what other people say, but we're going to look at Jesus himself and who he says he is. In the book of John, uh, we hear, we're going to talk about today and, and the next four weeks, the I am's of who Jesus said he was. And today we're talking about the one that makes this celebration possible. We celebrate at Salem Fields year-round. But we really pull out all the stops at this time of year because this is what we're all about. Because Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. And the one who believes in me, he says, will live even though they die. Well, what exactly is a resurrection? Well, it was Easter Sunday. Anybody here still color uh, dye Easter eggs? Anybody do that? Yeah. Well, there was a mother sitting at a kitchen table with her little son and, and daughter, and they were coloring these Easter eggs, and she was teaching them about the real meaning of Easter. Now, I happened to see the little Easter bunny running down the rabbit trail last night. I don't, I don't think he was going to make other little bunnies. He was going to deliver eggs. I'm sure that's what he was doing. But... This is not what she was teaching them. She was teaching them about the real meaning of Easter. And Jesus is the resurrection. And she was teaching them that, that traditional Easter greeting of, He is risen. Yes, some of you know that. He is risen. He is risen indeed. And so they wanted to be, they wanted to surprise their father. He was a Presbyterian minister and they wanted to surprise him with that greeting the next morning. And so the next morning, the little boy heard his father upstairs kind of rustling around and bright and early, he, he ran down the hallway and uh, into, into his father's room and he said, Daddy, God's back. Well, happy Easter, everybody, because God is back. He's back. And today we celebrate that God is back. It's the greatest news that the world has ever heard. Whether they receive that or not, it's the greatest news for mankind. And it's at the heart of the good news. God is back. Well, resurrection is when something dies and then comes back to life. Pretty simple, isn't it? It's like when Jesus died on the cross, he was dead. He was put in a tomb, and then he came back to life. God came back. 
See, nothing can hold God back. Just like that song said, nothing can hold love back. You know, I get, I have to guard myself when I watch the evening news and I tend to watch the news. I don't know why, I'm not sure. Just kind of drawn to that, but it kind of tanks me. It kind of gets me down because it seems like it's only bad news. You know, there's fires and I know all of that's happening, but, but I get really, really burdened and discouraged. I can get burden really really quickly with all that's going on in the years and and you know uh even recently the the um percentage of child abuse cases that have gone up since last year just they just hurt my heart there's suffering there's cruelty there's hatred there's so much negativity in our world but death itself cannot hold god back and, and no matter what's going on in our lives, no matter what happens in your life, no matter how many good things are going on or how many bad things, God always has an open door to our future. And you know what? He is actively, actively involved in our lives. Just like Bono said, he said, I have miracles all around me. He said, I am a miracle. And you know, if we watch, if we just watch, we'll see God's hand wherever we watch. He is actively involved in our lives. No matter how things appear, you know, he's even here right now. His Holy Spirit is here right now. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. We first hear Jesus say this in the context of a story in John 11 about another guy that was dead, but he didn't stay dead. What was his name? Lazarus. Yes, let's look at verse 1. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Now, you have to remember that Jesus and Mary and Martha and Lazarus were good buddies. He would, Jesus would go to their home and they would care for him. And he and Lazarus were especially close. They were good friends. And they send this message, Mary and Martha, send this message to Jesus that his, the, the one that he loves is sick. Now, let me interject something here. You know, every single one of us, it was fun to watch as people just kind of streamed in here. Every one of us brought all kinds of stuff in here with us today. We brought a lot of things going on in our life that are good, a lot of things that are not so good, a lot of things that are burdening us down. But you know, there's one thing that we all have in common, every single one of us. We all need hope. We all want hope. Maybe you've gotten some bad news like Jesus received, like somebody that you love is sick. Or maybe something else. Or maybe you've heard that you're going to lose that job that you have. You know, I spoke with someone last night and he said, you know, I'm unemployed, but I really want to give to the church, but I'm going to give more with my time. And we had this beautiful conversation, but he had a little baby. And I thought, you know, that's tough. That's tough. Maybe you've lost your job. Or that marriage that you dreamed of, it's just turned into a nightmare. Has a way of doing that, doesn't it? <laughs> or maybe another close relationship isn't working out. Maybe you've gotten some bad news. It just was April 15th, right? And maybe you found out some bad news about your finances. Or maybe the principal called and 
They want to talk to you about your son or your daughter's bad behavior. Stuff happens. It's Easter. Maybe you've gotten some bad news. Just like Mary and Martha sent to Jesus about their brother and about his friend. Listen to what Jesus says in verse 4. He said this. He said, when he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. What? I mean, when Jesus speaks, you have to draw in. And you have to allow the Spirit to interpret to you what he's really trying to say. You see, what he's trying to say here is that this very thing, he's saying it to them, but he's also saying it to us today. This very thing that's messing your life up, this very thing that you've probably prayed for him to take it away, this very thing that you think is such a bad thing, could be the very thing that will bring glory to God. It could be. Think about that. It reframes something that's really bad or something that you don't like at all. It reframes it. And it, put it puts it in a, in a different context that says, maybe there's something that God has in this and maybe he can be glorified through you because of this situation. Did you know that you can die long before you ever have a funeral? Before you're ever at your funeral. You can die long before that. We're going to look at three different people. Buddy's going to tell you about three people that have died or, or are dying before their physical bodies ever died. Maybe today you can relate because of what you're going through. So we're first going to look at Thomas. Now, you remember Thomas? Thomas was a disciple that was with Jesus. He was traveling with Jesus. When Jesus got this news from Mary and Martha that his friend had died. Now, you remember what they called Thomas? Yes, Doubting Thomas. Well, maybe some of you are like Thomas and, and you doubt as well. How many of you have ever uh, doubted God in your life? Just let me see your hands. Rest of y'all go home and polish up your halo <laughs> because we all at some point doubt God, I believe most of us do anyway, except you saints of God. But anyway, it says, the Bible says, then Thomas called Demas said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. In other words, doubting Thomas says, okay, Jesus, we'll go there. They, they promised that, that, that they were going to kill you. Uh, they had a plan to kill you, and so we'll just go, and we'll just die with you. Now, you've you been around people like Thomas? You know, just doubt. But just like Thomas, most of us have had times when we prayed, and we believed that God could. We believed that, and we thought he would, and, and, we, and, and that he should do what we ask. And he didn't. And boom, we're filled with doubts. Doubts about ourselves, but mostly doubts about God. And then we think, why didn't God come through? Or maybe you grew up as a child, and you grew up and you had this simple faith. I mean, somebody told you that Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected again for your sins, and I mean, you just had simple faith to believe that. And then you went off to college, and some professor challenged your uh, challenged your faith or, or, or someone else challenged your faith or life experience challenged your beliefs. And suddenly you doubt all the stuff that you grew up believing and you're overcome with doubts. 
Maybe something really bad happened to somebody you really loved. And, and, or, or maybe it happened to you and you thought to yourself, if God is good, if God is good and God is loving and He cares about us, why did God let this happen? And before you know it, we're just like Thomas and we find ourselves dying or even dead in our doubts. So some of you, maybe you're like Thomas and you're dying in your doubts, but maybe you're here today and like Mary, you're dead in your discouragement. I mean, nothing good is happening in your life. It seems like nothing good ever happens in your life. You can't catch a break no matter how hard you try. And, and, and so you're like Mary, you're discouraged. Mary was very discouraged because Jesus didn't come when she asked him to get there. As a result, uh, Lazarus died, and four days later he died. Look what it says in verse 20. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet Jesus. Now, Mary stayed home, and Mary probably stayed home thinking, why bother? I mean, Lazarus is already dead. There's nothing else left to do. And some of you may came here this morning, and you're thinking, all is lost. There's nothing else that can be done. I can't do anything to change the situation, and it's evident that God is not going to come through. You feel like you'll always be all alone in life, or you'll be depressed, or you'll be stuck in this dead-end job for the rest of your life, or you're in this dead-end marriage. And you're here today, and you feel, dis you feel stuck and discouraged, and some of you are there right now. And you're dead or dying in your discouragement like Mary. You know, it's Easter Sunday and we dress all up and you're all dressed up today. And you came through the door and you wouldn't even dare let anybody know how discouraged you are. Matter of fact, when somebody asked you how you was doing, you lied to them and said, I'm doing fine. But you're dying of discouragement. Some of you are dead in your doubts. Others of you are dead in your discouragement. But others of you are like Martha who died in her waiting. On her timetable, God just took too long to show up, and, and Jesus should have come earlier, and he didn't. Look at verse 17. The Bible says, On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, that four days is significant. Back then, there was folklore that people believed that if someone died, their spirit would stay close for three days. In other words, if they died then the spirit would, would leave the body, but he would hang around. And the spirit would hang around for three days just in case. Just in case that person came back to life. And if that person came back to life, then their spirit would jump right back in. But after four days, no deal. The spirit was gone. The spirit was out of there. So in Martha's mind, Lazarus wasn't just mostly dead. He was Dead, dead. He was stinky dead. As a matter of fact, the King James Version says that he stinketh. And so he was stinky dead, and Martha was ticked off at Jesus because she had been waiting for him, and she said to him, If you had been here, my brother would not have died. In other words, you took too long to get here, Jesus. Why didn't you come when you could have done something about it? And so you're here today, 
You're here this morning and you can relate to that. You feel like you've been waiting for God to come through and, and, and you're dead in your waiting just like Martha. Waiting for God to come through and do something. Some of you have been here and are you're here today and you've been waiting for Mr. Wright. There are not many of us left of Mr. Wright's. Or you've been waiting for Mrs. Wright to come along. All your friends are getting married and it just seems like that you will never get married and you're waiting and you've waited and you've waited and it seems like you're always the bride's groom, the groom, the, the um, bridesmaid and you, you, you made and you haven't, and you've gotten discouraged. You're dead in your discouragement. Then there's probably, maybe there's a married couple here that's been praying for a baby. And you've been trying and praying and trying and praying and you just can't get pregnant. Nothing's happening. It seems like all of your friends get pregnant from making out and having, you know, kissing. But for you, nothing has happened. And some of you have been praying for your child or maybe for your spouse or for your best friend to experience a relationship with Jesus. And it seems the more you pray, the further away from God they move. And you doubt if anything will ever happen. And you're asking God, why God? Maybe you've been praying about a health issue. And you've been praying and praying and praying. And it seems the more you pray, the worse off your health is getting. And God just isn't coming through for you. Well, you're Mr. Right today. And I'm sure he has been for at least 10 years out of the 39. Wow, that's better than thought. I know. <laughs> I've been even less. <laughs> anyway, back to the subject. You know what? If you're here today and you related to something that Buddy said about Thomas or uh, Mary and Martha, discouragement, maybe being ticked off at God, I know I have been before. We've got some really, really good news. Really good news. Hashtag. Yes. Hashtag hope. Remember this, if you remember nothing else. God's delays are not God's denials. Do you realize that if Jesus would have come on Mary and Martha's timetable, they would have never seen the resurrection Christ? They would have just seen... Uh, their brother get well instead of die and be resurrected back. You see, our timetable usually doesn't match up with God's. God's delays are not God's denials. Just because he hasn't come through for you or because he didn't come through for me when I wanted him to doesn't mean that he doesn't have a plan for each one of us. He does. He has a plan for each one of us. He has a plan for hope and for future for us. He loves us. Now, here's something to think about. Think about that thing that's messing up your life. Has God been glorified through that yet? You see, he might be just a verse or two away from being glorified through your life as we receive him as resurrection Christ and allow him to bring us back to life. Look at Martha's response in verse 22. She said, Lord, if you'd been with us, my brother would, wouldn't have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. See, some of us may need today an even now God moment. You've been waiting. You've been doubting, maybe discouraged. 
maybe even a, a little angry at God. You need hope. We all need hope. You need hope to believe that even now, today, when everything seems impossible, you need hope to believe that with God, all things are possible. He says it in his word. I don't know how he does that, but he does not lie. He can't break his promises. With God, all things are possible. You may need an even now in your discouragement. Even now in your loneliness and even now in that physical pain that you've been enduring, even now in your doubts, even now in the pain of a marriage that seems to have gone bad, even now when you're broke and your finances are terrible, even now you do understand your faith is being tested and each one of us get to determine whether or not we pass the exam. Even now... <clears throat> God can break through and can bring us back to life. If there's something dead in your life, there is resurrection power Christ. And we can trust in what he told Martha in verse 23. He said, your brother will rise again, Martha answered. I know he'll rise again in the resurrection at the last day. See, she was a bit confused because she had heard that in the last days that we would be resurrected. That's not what Jesus was saying here. She didn't quite understand. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. See, he didn't say, I'm able to resurrect. But he said, I am the resurrection and the life. And then he said, the one who believes in me will, leave, will live even though he dies. Whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe in resurrection, Christ? See, we all get to answer that question. Do we believe that? See, the resurrection isn't an event. It's a person. It's not just what he does. It's who he is. Jesus tells us who he is. I am the resurrection and the life. See, dead things don't stay dead when resurrection walks into the room. When resurrection walks into a life, things come back to life. Resurrection Jesus looked at the tomb where Lazarus was dead and said to the disciples, take away that stone. And when they did, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come on out. And the dead man, he came out and his hands and feet were wrapped with strips of linen. He had been dead and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes. Let him go. Are you a Lazarus? Doubting Thomas, what do you think happened to Doubting Thomas at that moment? He came alive. What do you think happened to Mary and her discouragement? It lifted. What do you think happened to Martha? She's going, whoa, I thought I knew best. But I guess Jesus does. And they watched Lazarus, a stinky life, physically dead, come back to life. Well, I don't know. I think about weird things, but I was thinking about that whole thing where it says, uh, where Jesus called out in a loud voice. And I'm thinking, why? I mean, he's dead. And then I thought about it. Dead people have a hard time hearing. <laughs> so he had to, 
do it with a loud voice. Well, anyway, on this Easter, here's what we want you to remember, among many other things, is that you have hope because resurrection Jesus has rolled the stone away. The stone is rolled away. The same voice that called Lazarus to come out is calling you and me in a loud voice, come out, come out from your discouragement, come out from your doubt, come out from your waiting and put your trust in me. You no longer have to be dead in your doubts and your discouragement just waiting for your funeral to happen. You see, you no longer have to be dead in your sins. You can be forgiven. You can be set free. You can be strong again. You can live again. You can sense God's wonderful presence in your life once again in your life. You see, remember the resurrection is not what Jesus does. It is who he is. And that resurrection, Jesus wants to live in each of our hearts. You know, with one loud voice, with one call from God, everything in your life can change. No matter what you're going through today, one loud voice, come out, can change everything in your life. But we want you to know, we're not here on this Easter to tell you everything's going to turn out perfect in your life, that you're going to be healed and your marriage will get better or that your kids will follow God or you won't lose your house or your car or your job, that you won't go bald or you won't go broke or you won't get fat, that you'll have a perfect body or that you'll win the lottery. But here's what we are telling you. And we tell you this on the authority of God's word on Jesus himself, that God that we're telling you that God can always be glorified through anything that happens in your life. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. And when Jesus show up, dead things come to life again. You might have a dead marriage, but when the resurrection shows up, dead marriages rise. You might have dead finances, but I can tell you when the resurrection shows up, things come to life again. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. And some of you today need to hear those encouraging words that the stone has been rolled away and that the tomb is empty. Now, some of you came today and you're dead in your sins. But because of what Jesus did and because we can never earn it or deserve it, our sins are forgiven. Your heart can be made brand new. Your life can be filled with hope. You see, it's called the good news. And the good news that God did something for me, God did something for you that we could never do for ourselves. Folks, the stone has been rolled away and the tomb is empty. He is risen. Come out. Come out from the dead and take off your grave clothes, the grave clothes of discouragement and doubt and anger, and all those things that we carry around that causes us to die. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life, and whosoever believes in me will never die. It's Easter, and God's back. And Jesus asked a question then that's still relevant for us today. Do you believe? Let's pray together. Father, we do believe. Many of us have put our faith and our trust in you today. And Lord, there are many of us that are here today and we are celebrating that Jesus is alive and that the tomb is empty. 
But yet, Father, there are others that have come today that, that are doubting, Lord. They're, they're doubting your, that you love them. They're doubting, Lord, that maybe they, that you have forgiven them. Lord, they're doubting that you care. Lord, they may even be doubting your very existence. And I pray, Lord, that they will come out. Come out from their doubt and believe. And Lord, there's no doubt in my mind today that there are some that come dressed up in their Easter best, but inside they're dying of discouragement. Lord, there are some here today that are lonely, some that are depressed, some that are stuck in a bad marriage, in a bad job, with bad finances. And God, they're discouraged. They don't believe there's any way possible you could love them. And so, Lord, today, I pray that they will come out, that they will come out and believe. Lord, there are those that have been waiting and waiting. Some have been waiting for a, a marriage. Some have been waiting for a child. Some have been waiting for salvation of a loved one. Some have been waiting for a job. Some have been waiting for that phone call. Some are waiting on test results. And God, I pray today that they will come out and put their trust in you. And know, Lord, that without a doubt that you're seldom early, but you're never late. And you have a plan for their life. And God, I pray that they will live in their waiting. And then, God, there are those today that are dying or have died in their sins. Lord, they had a simple faith at one time. Lord, they believed in you, but God, they followed you and they lived for you. But somewhere along the line, doubt crept in or discouragement. Or Lord, they feel like you let them down. And Lord, they've walked away from you. And God, I pray that you'll come back today. They'll come out and realize the stone is rolled away and there's forgiveness. And for those, maybe they're here today and they've never trusted you. They've never surrendered their life to you in relationship. God, I pray today that they will come out. They will come out and they will seek you and believe. Now as we, as I pray for you today, if you're here today and you're dead in your sins and you've never really, really asked God to forgive you, you've never really allowed him to be the savior of your life, I pray today that you will pray this simple prayer with me. If you've walked away from God, or if you've never received his forgiveness and love, if you've never personalized a relationship with him, would you pray this simple prayer with me? You can pray it under your breath. You can pray it out loud. Just pray this. I believe. I believe that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. I believe that he has died to forgive me of my sins. And I believe that the tomb is empty today. I believe. Just tell Jesus you believe. As simple as that. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. The Bible says... We shall live. We shall be saved. We will live. If you prayed that prayer today and 
And you just expressed to Jesus today the very fact that you believe that he is the resurrection and the life. You believe today that he is your Savior with all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed except Gay and I. You know, it's really, really important that you that you wit- make witness to what God has done for you today. And we want you to make witness to us and to God today that you believe that he is the resurrection and the life. And you've invited him into your life today to be your Savior. With all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, would you just slip up your hand anybody like that today and say, I prayed that prayer all across the auditorium. I prayed that prayer. Just raise them up and put them right back down. Anybody else today say, yep, I believe in Jesus. He is the resurrection. And I've asked God to forgive me today. Anyone else? Just slip your hand up one more time all the way around. Thank you. Thank you in the back. Thank you up front. Thank you. And you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. God, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that the stone has been rolled away. And, Father, that the tomb is empty. And that you reign in the hearts and lives of men and women all over this auditorium. On the, those in the, that are watching online live, those in, our, in the cafe. Lord, there are many that have prayed that prayer today. And, God, they have received you. And you have received them and forgiven them. And, God, they now understand the resurrection and the life lives in them in jesus name amen if you are a new christian and would like to know what to do next or where to go from here you will want to get a free next step packet that contains reading materials and useful resources that will point you in the right direction for more information please contact salem fields community church at 540-786-6212 or visit our website at salemfields.com or email us at podcast at salemfields.com.